Welcome to AUSA's Army Matters Podcast, focusing on what's important to the total Army community. We bring vital Army conversations and interviews on issues relevant to soldiers, military families, and all of you amazing Army supporters. Rotating each week, our show includes Soldier Today, Army Real Talk, Family Voices, and Thought Leaders. Let's tune into the show. It was October of 2018, and I was attending the AUSA annual meeting for the first time. I was overwhelmed by the community that was brought together in this one conference to support our military and their families. There was so much I thought I knew, and in that moment, I realized it wasn't enough. My new mission was to educate families about the importance of building their resource toolbox. Welcome, everyone, to the Family Voices segment of AUSA's Army Matters podcast series. I'm Holly Daly, your host for today, and we were just hearing from Krista Simpson-Anderson. Let's find out more from Krista on how this moment in time brought her to where she is today, especially with regard to family, community, and preparing for the unexpected. Hi, Krista. Hi, Holly. Thank you so much for having me. We are so thrilled you're joining us on Family Voices. To lay the foundation for our listeners of how you got to where you are today and your realization of how important preparing your toolbox is, would you mind starting by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes, absolutely. So Mike and I married in 2008, and we have two beautiful boys, Michael and Gabriel, who today are 10 and 12. And I was military spouse for five years before Mike's deployment in 2013, where he was injured and ultimately succumbed to those injuries from an IED attack in Afghanistan. So that was May of 2013. And then I fast forward to remarrying Master Sergeant Gus Anderson in 2017. And just realizing through that time, the importance of our military family and the community around us and really what that represents and how it really does take a village. Well, thank you, Krista, for sharing your and your family's journey of how you got to this point. So you've been an Army spouse for 13 years. When you first married your soldier, what resources did you know about? My goodness, in 2008, I didn't know anything. I had come from a family that had prior military experience but separated before I was born. And so I didn't grow up in that traditional military family. I grew up in Massachusetts, actually, which wasn't anywhere near a military installation. And so as I became involved with the FRG, when I got to our installation after marrying Mike, it was an instant support group. And I realized how just amazing that was. And we as spouses often say when we PCS that our soldier has an immediate community, right? Because they leave one job and they go into another, but we have to start all over. And that is very true. But the military also gives us this incredible, this soldier family readiness group. And it provides the foundation of that instant support group that we have available to us. So I think no matter what your situation, there is a resource, whether you're newly married, whether it's during a deployment or you're just PCSing through your duty station. And this is pretty much why and how I came up with the resource toolbox and planning for the unexpected. Yes, I can relate, Krista. I grew up in the Northeast. Even though my family's background, they were involved in the military at that time when I grew up. My mother was already out of the service, so I wasn't really around any installations or army posts to learn that stuff. So once I married my new soldier, too, I learned by volunteering and being involved at 
Army Community Service and the SFRDs. That's where I really became involved and learned the importance of the resources in our Army family life that have come to love. So I can relate to that. Would you mind sharing more about your vision of the resource toolbox that you've come to create and want to share with all our military families? Absolutely. I think over the years and the work that I've done with Gold Star and surviving families, military families and veterans, it just made me realize how much is out there and available to us that we don't realize or sometimes don't have the ability to find when we're in crisis. And that crisis could mean the hot water tank goes in your house, or it doesn't have to be, you know, the death of a loved one. And so I wanted to empower our military spouses and military families as a whole with these resources so that they feel comfortable and confident that no matter what happens, that they're prepared. And like your mission, military families need to educate, inform, and connect. We educate ourselves about the resources available, whether we need them at that moment or not. And we may never need them, but someone in our village might. And so I encourage families to learn about them before you actually need them. That way, they're right at your fingertips. Great points. It's always true that when your soldier deploys or going to the field or going out to do their mission, as soon as they walk out the door, the wash machine broke or the car breaks down or something and you need help. So great point. It's great that you can arm yourself and be proactive to the best of your ability before those unexpected times. So if I want to start my own resource toolbox, what would be some good foundation resources I could start with? First of all, that is so true. Murphy always moves into the house when there's a deployment <laughs> as soon yeah. as they walk out. <laughs> But I would say a good foundation, I mean, right where you are, right? AUSA is a perfect foundation. And that's kind of where I began realizing how much was out there was at your annual meeting. I think that if our military families have never been to an AUSA annual meeting, they should put that on the bucket list at least because it's a really great opportunity to connect with the resources available that are in person. And you also get to see all those cool things that are on your floor, like the tanks and the helicopters and all of the defense contractors are there as well. But everybody who wants to support the military has an opportunity to attend this expo and set up a table. And then we as families get to meet them one-on-one -on -one and really learn more about their mission and how they're able to help throughout our journey. Yes, so true. Thanks, Krista. And to our listeners, if you want to learn more about these resources and the annual meeting, you can go to www.ausa.org. So tell us more about the resources in your own toolbox, Krista. So one of the resources in my toolbox is Military OneSource, and now being mindful of the different spaces our military families are coming from and I guess what the status is at this point in time in their lives. So military retirees and those service members discharged under honorable conditions are eligible for services provided by Military OneSource for up to 365 days after their retirement date and date of tour or discharge date. And all active duty service members are eligible for Military One Source. And one of the things that I didn't realize for a long time was that you can call them, tell them what the situation is, and they'll have somebody research the resources available and kind of send you a list, which is amazing. Some other tools in my toolbox is we're from the special operations community. So the U.S. Special Operations Command Care Coalition advocates are incredible. They also do some things very, very similar where they're able to pull from the non-governmental organizations and their mission to serve the family the best that they can. 
And then, of course, all of your branch societies. That's one of your, I think, first levels when you're in financial hardship, whether it's Army Emergency Relief, Air Force Aid Society, Coast Guard Mutual Assistance, and Navy Marine Corps Relief Society. And with those aid societies, you can connect with them on an installation no matter where you are. And so if you're Navy and you're serving on an Army installation for whatever reason, you can go to AER and still get support through Navy Marine Corps Relief Society. And then also after hours and holidays and such, and for after hours emergency assistance, the Red Cross comes in. And so you can call the Red Cross and they can connect you with those branch societies for assistance. And then, of course, there's ACS and really your SFRG or whatever family group you're a part of is really important because I think each of us have our own journeys. We each have our own toolboxes that we've learned during our experiences through life. And so really just kind of sharing your story with others will allow people to help you. Thanks, Krista, for explaining the variety of different resources. I know moving around and especially being new to the military can be scary and not knowing where to start and who you can trust. So it's really wonderful that you are able to share these with our families so that they know that there are vetted resources out there and you can start by going to your military one source or to your family assistance centers and on post to your army community centers and your branch societies. So thank you so much for sharing those with us. You also have another resource in your toolbox that I know of, the Army Emergency Relief, AER. So for those who are not familiar with AER, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. I um, served with AER for nearly three years, and it was such a gift. And I learned so much from the assistant sergeant majors and people out in the field. And so as a Relief Society, as I mentioned, they fall under ACS. So if you're able to go into the ACS on your base, there's an Army Emergency Relief Officer available to sit down to kind of walk through how to receive assistance. Army Emergency Relief provides scholarships for children and spouses, and actually the spouse scholarship is a rolling application. And so as we set up our kids and get our kids all ready for school, and then, you know, usually, I mean, I'm adaptable. So at the last minute, I'll say, "Mm, I think I'll go to school or I'll go back to school. So what's available for me, (laughs) right? So AER allows spouses to apply for their scholarships year round, which is amazing. And they have 35 plus categories of assistance, you know, anything between PCS and household expenses, you know, say you need new tires on your car before you drive across the country, things like that. And then, of course, emergency travel, homeschooling, home repairs. There's so much that they have. They assist in the form of a grant, a loan, or a combination of both, depending on what your family circumstances are. So do you mind me asking, can family members make requests for assistance? So family members can request assistance, but they will need a power of attorney. And there's some other forms that are also acceptable because at the end of the day, the soldier will need to sign off on that. Unless, of course, Army Emergency Relief also serves dependent survivors as well. And so they're their own sponsor at that point. And so for a spouse to go in and sit down with an Army Emergency Relief Officer and identify what the need is and how to go about that, ultimately the sign-off of the soldier will be needed in some way, shape, or form. But yes, absolutely, they can go in and have those conversations. Okay, great. Good to know. So we will hear more from Krista about resources for your toolbox, especially during transitioning time, in just a moment. Have you purchased your AUSA swag yet? Be proud to show your support for AUSA. 
which in turn shows your support for the U.S. Army and our soldiers. Check out all AUSA swag at shop.ausa.org. We're back with Krista Simpson Anderson and learning about resources in your toolbox and to be prepared for the unexpected. Krista, what new resources have you added in your toolbox since the onset of COVID? I'm sure there's a lot of resources out there that have pivoted and adjusted to COVID, but any that you would like to share with our listeners? I think one of the major ones for me is grocery delivery. Oh, <laughs> so true, that so before. true. <laughs> right. I think that one might be around and more popular even once we get through the, the other side of the pandemic. <laughs> yes, we actually started it when we came to Virginia. And so luckily we were kind of already in that mode, but I didn't realize how important it was uh, until, of course, the pandemic hit. I think the other thing that I love about our community is you mentioned so many people were pivoting their support. The USO had their coffee connections where you were able to jump on a Zoom and really educate yourself on different resources that were available. And so they had different people come on at different times to share whether it was a resource or tips and tricks to kind of get through the pandemic. So that was one of my new ones to be able to do that virtually. Yes, yeah, so great resources. You're right. And I think the virtual world has given us the opportunity to actually learn more and have a vast variety of resources at our fingertips. So talking about transitioning, congratulations on your family's retirement. You and your family have recently retired. Have you picked up any additional resources from this part of your journey? Yeah, thank you. Gus served 22 years in the Army. 17 of those were under the Special Operations Command. You know, I think you and I have had conversations in the past. I was more nervous than he was <laughs> to yes. to kind of exit the military, active duty military life. Like, what's next? And we're kind of heading into a new chapter of our life. And our resources are going to begin to change, you know. And I think just talking about military, one source realizing that I mean, I think I've got nine months left. You know, the clock is ticking on making sure that I receive everything I can from them. There are many retirement groups out there that I've found helpful just kind of reading through their questions to each other and comments and the resources that were available during that time. So again, community, it all comes back to community. Great point. So we're talking, Krista, about all these wonderful resources at different times of your life, right? When you need to reach out and look for these resources or try to prepare and have them in your toolbox before things happen, if possible. But how do you organize your toolbox of resources? Once you're collecting these resources or hearing about them or someone's passing them on to you, how do you organize them then? Great question. And I, over the past couple of years, have met a fellow Army spouse, Liz Cook. And List and File is a product that she created originally for like a PCS binder. And so they're binder inserts. And they give you a guide of the things to kind of create your life finder. And so it's not just about the resources that are available to you. You know, that's definitely a tab in that binder. But when we look at preparing ourselves for the unexpected and gathering everything, my mind, and maybe because of my experiences, kind of goes to the extreme. What if the worst happens, right? 
How will my children be cared for? Will people know that they need to cancel my subscriptions, you know, the subscription boxes that I have delivered to the house? And how will they get into those accounts? And so it's really a great way to kind of organize everything in one binder that you can pass off to somebody if you need help with it. You share with your spouse and you can also share with whoever your next of kin is to make sure that they know that that's there, but to file also your wills and your powers of attorney and, you know, your medical proxies and your last wishes and really being able to kind of identify the things that you need to discuss with your loved ones. One of the things that we learned, I think, being a military family in, we call it a pause packet, is identifying where your important paperwork is whether it's in your file cabinet, in your office, in your safe, wherever that is, but to make sure that somebody that, you know, might not normally be in your home understands where that is in the event of an emergency. Great point. Great point. So, Krista, if you don't mind me asking, we're being proactive, we're researching about all these various resources, we're making our toolbox. So this has led you to opportunities of volunteering and employment. Would you mind sharing with our listeners? You know, I've had such great opportunities to be able to serve in so many different capacities and wear so many different hats to advocate and serve our military families. I feel, for myself at least, in meaningful ways. And right after our family lost Mike in 2013, we created the organization, The Unquiet Professional because Green Berets are known as quiet professionals, but he was so proud to be a Green Beret that he just told everybody because he followed in his brother and his father's footsteps. And so I get to volunteer as the executive director for the Unquiet Professionals. And I also serve as the Gold Star and Surviving Family Liaison and then also serve on their board for the Green Beret Foundation. I have this amazing opportunity to serve on the U.S. Army's Survivor Advisory Working Group, which is compiled of 12 survivors from different situations. We all lost our person in a different way, and we come to the table and we bring to our senior leaders the issues that we see kind of boots on the ground. And I get to bring a lot of the work that I do on the outside into that group to share with them, you know, the gaps, I guess, that I see out there. And then I also get to serve on the board for Gold Star Sailing, which is a teen sailing camp. And then I serve on the USA Advisory Board, which is one of my most recent, as well as Caliber Home Loans Military Spouse Advisory Council, which is the first of its kind. And there's six military spouses on that council, and we all come from different areas. And we have some who serve to advocate for employment for military families, for veteran homelessness, for mentorship. There's just so much. And so I actually work under the Gold Star and Surviving Family pillar, if you will, and we're creating a legacy program for them. I really feel like it's such great and meaningful work. And then in the past, when I was in Washington, I served with Raise for Rowan, which I encourage people to look that up. It's a beautiful, beautiful organization, also born out of grief and gratitude for the community that helps families who have lost a child. And then, of course, most recently, Army Emergency Relief. Krista, I have seen firsthand the advocacy and volunteering that you have done for our military families. And thank you from my heart for being you. You always volunteer and help us out at AUSA, too, and at the annual meetings. I'm just inspired by your spirit, so thank you so much. 
As we wrap up this podcast, would you mind giving a tip or word of advice to help families be more prepared throughout this new year and for our years to come? Of course. First of all, creating that toolbox, right? Creating that life binder is so important. But realizing it's not just a one-time thing and then you put it away and you never look at it again until you need it. You want to be able to update things as your journey progresses, as your experiences change, your needs are going to change. And I think one of the most important things for me is having those hard conversations with your family. I mean, for me, when I teach planning for the unexpected, I try to make light of it. And I tell spouses, you know, all right, go home, tell your spouse you're going to have date night and you're going to plan your funerals, you know. And I try to make light of it because I know that it's a very hard thing to do. But if you have everything down and you have everything on paper, and I'll give you a little, I guess, personal side of that is that Mike and I on paper were prepared. And I can guess why he wanted to be buried in Arlington National Cemetery, but I never heard it directly from him because we never actually had that conversation. And that's one of the things that I've always wished that I had done. And so I can assure you, I guess, and I have had that conversation and I just encourage other people to do the same, not only with that, but with everything in your life binder and your resource toolbox. Thank you, Krista, for sharing your personal advice to us. We really appreciate it. Great tips, and thank you so much. Well, listeners, our time has come to an end to close this Family Voices podcast. Krista, all of us here at AUSA would like to thank you for sharing your journey, your knowledge, and all your resources. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and thank you for joining us. If you would like to check out some of the different resources you can put in your toolbox that Krista shared with us today, you can go to www theunquietprofessional.org forward slash partners. Remember, no matter where you are or what you're doing on your journey, let us here at AUSA Family Readiness be your eyes, ears, and voice. We are here for you. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters Podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters Podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army. The U.S. Army's Professional Association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the total Army, our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. Have a great Army day. Hua. Cool.